This is Monday Morning Meditations number 58 on the Rising Man Podcast with Jetty Azuma. Love the world as your own self, then you can truly care for all things. Good morning, relatives, and welcome back to Monday Morning Meditations on the Rising Man Podcast. I'm your host and creator of the show, Jetty Azuma, sharing with you that good, good every Monday morning live from sunny Southern California. Before we jump in today, I want to remind you that our Call of the Warrior event is coming up fast. It's going to be on Saturday, September 7th here in Los Angeles. It's a one-day immersive experience where we will ignite our masculine power through the ceremonial war dance of the Maori people, the Hakka. This is about expression, finding our voice and declaring who we are and what we stand for as men. My brother, Leon Ruri, is flying out here all the way from Australia to teach us the haka. So mark your calendars for Saturday, September 7th in Los Angeles. Register and get your tickets right now at rise.jettyazuma.com warrior. Without further ado, today's topic is Reflections from Sundance. So here I am, 48 hours, freshly back from two whole weeks off the grid, completely detached from the digital world. And that alone was transformational and revealing. If you haven't taken a considerable amount of time to fully detach from technology in the default world, at least four to seven days, then do it ASAP. I mean, it. make sure you do it because... There's so much that is revealed simply by removing ourselves from this fast-paced, high-tech world that we have landed ourselves in. And if you've taken this kind of retreat before, then you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, then just give yourself that gift. Find a way to make it happen. Four days, completely removed from it all. The digital detox alone was healing for me. Two full weeks of family time and adventure through the southwest of the United States really reaffirmed the simple pleasures of life and what really matters to me as a man, the man that I want to be in this world. And I got more than what I needed from the adventure to and from Sundance alone, journeying on our friend's renovated school bus. But the real juice was in the ceremony. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with Sundance, it is a Lakota ceremony that has been gifted to certain native families from different tribes throughout the north, northwest, and southwestern parts of the United States. It's even starting to spread to different countries now. There's Sundances in Mexico. I heard of one that happened in Peru. And it's it's something that's been really starting to, to spread and extend. It's a very powerful ceremony. It's an eight-day ceremony with four days of purification and preparation leading up to four days of fasting, dancing, and deep, deep prayer. This is my second trip out to support my brother, who is a three-time sun dancer and other dancers who are quickly becoming our own family. Hundreds of people show up to either dance or support this annual prayer and offering back to the earth and the elements that provide us every moment of our lives. Taking the time to really be grateful and thankful, to give something back to this planet, to these elements that allow us to live every single day. Earth, water, air, fire, these Simple things that are so easy to take for granted. And the wisdom and intention of this ceremony is profound and still far beyond my own comprehension. I'm 
very early in my journey of learning these ways, but I'm always struck by how profound and simple it is to give reverence to all life, to the elements, and to the humble blessings we have every single day. Last year was my first year going to Sundance, and I, I was blown away by the cooperation necessary to complete this ceremony, the depth of prayer and commitment from the men and women who were dancing, and the ineffable spirit that I experienced there. And this year, I came away with some more profound realizations and discoveries that I wanted to share with all of you. So here's some of my reflections. The first one was that leadership is not about what you say or what you do, but rather who you are. The head chief at this ceremony is a soft-spoken man. He's a man who commands respect by how he's lived his life. And it's obvious in how he moves, how he speaks, how he waits so patiently. He's not a flashy type of leader who uses a loud voice and an intimidating presence to get people to obey. He also is not a man who tries to be a leader. People simply follow him because everything from his words to his movements is genuine. I learned a lot about leadership simply by watching this man and how he communicated with others, how he was present with his family, how he responded to whatever presented itself. It's really eye-opening to see a man who's so committed to who he is and what he believes in that he doesn't have to prove anything. He doesn't have to try and be something that he's not. He simply inspires others to be great by the way he leads and lives his life, which is a huge reflection for me. How can I be doing that more in my life? Where am I trying to be a leader versus simply just leading by being, by showing up as who I am, by authentically being me the best way that I can? And watching this man and, and many of the other elders that I got to see was truly illuminating and really, really informed me of the man that I want to be more of and, and the elder that I want to be someday. Which leads me to my second big reflection, that we collectively are all in such a big rush. Where are we trying to get to? Why are we trying to get there so fast? Granted, we were out on the reservation, which has a far different context for time than just about anywhere else in the world that I've been to. But spending time with elders, grandfathers, I witnessed grown men who never hurried, grown men who were never in a rush, men who took time, to articulate their words and express themselves clearly and directly. It was inspiring to see men who have endured more than I could ever understand, brandishing a joyful smile while sharing simple truths from an open and humble heart. Talk about life goals, man. I, I saw many versions of the elder that I intend to be someday. I shared sweat lodge, I shared ceremony, I shared prayer with grown men who took joy in life, who really took appreciation in seeing young people living in these ways. It gave me a vision of the man that I want to be someday. I talk a lot about being a man who leads my family, who, who shares these ways and my beliefs and my values with my children so that someday they can carry that forward. But to see men who are decades ahead of me that have really embodied this was truly inspiring. Another reflection I had is that if we're not acting on behalf of the generations to come, then we are only serving ourselves. Sure, this is not a huge realization for me. Or this is not a revelation that I experienced for the first time, but to witness an entire community of people who really get that it's all about the children opened my eyes to what's possible. 
when we all start thinking this way, when we collectively adopt this belief in this mission. Every single elder was joyfully watching their grandchildren and great-grandchildren growing up and learning their family ways. Every adult thanked my wife and I for bringing our children to the dance, which was really a simplified way of saying thank you for making sure the next generation knows these ways. It was all about the kids. Every message, every context of the ceremony was about the children, about how we are living our lives now so that we can have something to give to this next generation by the choices we make, by the actions we take. So if we're not thinking about the children or acting on their behalf, then what are we really doing? Where am I, where are we not thinking about the next generation with every choice and every decision we make? Really inspiring to see men and women who take this value, this virtue of living for the next generation full on in every word, in every action, in every footstep. And, and really this led me to my, my biggest reflection, my biggest personal reflection, which was a revised version of success and, and what it means to, for me to live my best life. I was already struggling to make sense of the capitalist entrepreneurial grind before I went to the dance this year. It's something that has been up for me ever since I stepped into this world. And that's not to judge or condemn anyone on that path. I just realized that my guts have been talking to me all along and I've just ignored them in favor of what I've seen other people do. All I want is to carry my prayer for the next generations to come in every step I take on this planet. It's really the simplest version of what I'm here to do is to carry my message in a beautiful and a pure way, not with any other intention than to live my life the way that I find, the way that I believe is best for me, that is best for my children, that's best for the next generation. To make my life my ceremony, to make my words, my prayers, everywhere I go. I don't need to have a six or seven figure business to do this. I learned that I can simplify my life by doubling down on the things that matter most to me, family, prayer, and service. By the time my children are grown, I intend to be living on land that I love and have good relationship with, crafting with my hands, curating the land, praying in sweat lodge, and dancing every year with my brothers and sisters. I have a very full life filled with many things that are not what I envisioned for my life. And I realized it's time to start paring it down, getting to what really matters, getting down to the core. It's not waiting for someday maybe getting there, but now, the time is now for me to live my life that way. And I know I can't be the only one who's living in this question of what it means to live my life even more authentically, even more true to who I am and what I came here to do. Now, I could never describe to you what I experience out there. I wouldn't even begin to try. Maybe ceremony and ritual isn't your way. But the message I came away with is for each of us to take the time to reflect and connect to our deepest truth. What would a simple life look like? One that fulfills who you were meant to be on a core level. Without all the fluff, without all the filler, without all of the expectations and all of the teachings and all the ways of other people that don't really matter to you, that don't really matter to me? What would that life look like and what do I need to do today in order to start living that way? That was the biggest reflection I came away with and frankly, it's still something that's working me. Here I am, 48 hours from one of my greatest adventures, still so much to reflect upon and incorporate back into my life. But you can count on me to keep bringing it. 
you can count on me to continue to reflect and share with you whatever I'm learning and discovering because somehow, some way, that is going to allow each of us to keep growing, to keep questioning, to keep searching for the deeper, simpler truth. So make sure you tune in next week and see what's landed after I've after I've landed completely because I still feel like I'm I'm out there. I'm still out there on the reservation, dancing under the sun, praying with my family. I'm sure that there will be many more realizations and wisdoms that I'll have to share with you. So make sure you keep tuning in. In the meantime, be sure to check out our fall lineup of Rising Man events. As I mentioned on the top of the show, our Call of the Warrior event is coming up really fast. It's going to be September 7th here in Los Angeles. Grab your ticket right now and check it out at rise.jediazuma.com slash warrior. We're also opening up space for our Fall Compass crew. We're going to start assembling that and filling it up right now. It's a four-day vision fast where you can connect to your purpose and mark your passage into manhood with ceremony and prayer. It's an amazing event. We just had a Q&A right before I went out to Sundance a few weeks ago. And if you want to get more information about what this is, send me a direct message on Facebook or Instagram for more information, and I'll hook you up with a recording of that call to tell you what Compass is all about. Make sure you guys also subscribe to the Rising Man podcast on the podcast app of your choice. Hit us with those five-star ratings if you believe we deserve it. Leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us because it really helps us to show up on the charts and to show up in front of more men who need to hear this Rising Man message. So please do that. Please leave those reviews because it really helps us out tremendously. Shout-outs to my Rising Man power team, Sean Offenbach at Infinite Melodics with an X, M-E-L-O-D-I-X on Instagram. Rowan Tyne at Rowan Tyne on Instagram. Mark Rose and Julian Subic rounding out my power squad. Without you guys, none of this would be possible. So thank you, men, for showing up. Thank each and every one of you for listening. Until next time, rise up and claim your destiny. <laughs>